guys, and welcome back to a very exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast with your hosts, Jamie and Mark. We are just a few days out from uh, the Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia, which ended up being, I don't know, I think I can speak for the podcast, a fantastic it premium really live event. It, it was better than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we aren't like our friends uh, mouthing off with Mike in the Four, Ring, four Sides podcast. Um, we didn't get up at five. No. I got up about seven and started watching uh, at the beginning of the men's elimination chamber, and then we went back and rewatched the rest of it. Um, but honest to God, from beginning to end, it was really good. Even the pre-show was good. Um, I wasn't expecting a lot because there really wasn't a lot to this card short of the elimination chamber matches. Right. Um, Four matches. This was the entire show. Yep, so. on the main card. But it really, if you, I guess it would, I was had the benefit of not being uh, live there in Perth after what four hours for four matches, and they had yeah. a bunch of filler in between. Yeah, thank God for the fast forward button. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a really good. It was a well put together match, or I'm sorry, pay per view, premium live event, whatever you want to call it. Um, I feel like all of the matches really flowed well, um, and I really do. Don't I really don't think there was like a lull in the entire. No, the event. intensity the was high. I think the pre-show was. I mean, it's it's expected to be, you know, not uh, not as exciting as the actual right. main card. But I think that's, that's just supposed to get you getting in there. And yeah, all that. that's supposed to get you hyped for what's next. And it was. It really even the pre-show match was a really good show, a really good match. I mean, we all knew what was going to be the outcome of it, but it it really kind of was able to showcase some tag teams, tag, women's tag team wrestling. Uh, you got to kind of. Put a couple extra people in in Perth, so the crowd got a little bit more than this year. Yeah. Four matches, so it was all around. It was a really good pay per view. And I think they did a great job by starting off with the women's elimination chamber match. Started off a little bit slow with Naomi and Becky in the ring, but right, trying to get trying to get the, you know everything moving. Yeah, that first couple, you know, five minutes of an interaction before, uh, especially since Naomi's been gone for so long. You know, she still kind of yeah, have to find her exactly. groove with these other uh, other women in the in her division. You know, so that you can get these good matches. So, but I think it was a good opportunity for, and not that she either one of them did poorly. It was just a a slow build into probably a match that ended up stealing the night. To be, honest I, I honestly, it was my favorite match. Yeah, it really was my favorite match. Um, but I don't think you can talk about this match without talking about Tiffany Stratton, who oh my god, I think Speaking personally, like new talent, yeah, was like the highlight of. One hundred percent, she stole the show. She like, really. She did. went out there. She put everything on the line, knowing that she's just like fresh face in the main or the you know the, the main, the main roster, roster, right? And kind of had to put it out there, like yeah. I'm, I'm worth investing into. And I mean, obviously, she's NXT. She was one that we were talking about uh, a few months ago that had claimed. That she wasn't ready for the main roster. She didn't yes. feel ready for the main roster. Yeah, this roster time last wanted, year she wasn't ready. And she wanted to stay in NXT to hone those skills that she was yeah, lacking on. Yeah, and look what it did. Obviously it Her did well. Her promos have been great. Well, that promo they had with all six women uh, earlier in the week was it was great. And I feel like right then and there, Tiffany Stratton really showed how well she's developed in that. Yes. Because there wasn't, between all six of those women, there wasn't a single, like, boring part or that wasn't one that said something that was like ooh, that one didn't come off too well like, right every single one of them had a part they all know they're part of this match and they were able to bring something to it and but tiffany stratton the newest one out of all of them i mean sure she had Naomi, a lot to prove just been in a different company right um but yeah she had a lot to prove she went out there and i really think she put on her pants and yeah walked she out did there and said i'm the shit and i'm gonna make you realize that i'm the shit uh, yeah i loved it i mean she was like i'm gonna hop on this plane for 20 hours and i'm gonna make it worth it 
it. Right. You know, she showed off her athleticism as far as her gymnastics abilities. Obviously not. We're not big into NXT. Haven't seen anything of her personally other than just the clips and a little bit of the highlights. She's a fantastic wrestler. Everything I've seen has been impressive. It's been very impressive for sure. So to see her on this grand of a stage with the talent that she was with, she really did shine and you made a really cool point when we were watching it. When it, she gets to the point where she's able to actually go head to head with Rhea Ripley, it's going oh, it's to be, be absolutely I, I think, insanely good. I think that has to happen. You've got your your mommy, your dark and broody, spoopy eyeliner yeah. girl with the black hair and the black leather and the tattoos, the fishnets, the you know the piercings and the rings and the snarl and the this is my you know just this whole yeah like, this is my brutality. Up. And then yeah. you have it's Tiffy time. She <laughs> right. had the like little Barbie logo with her face on her on her little uh, neck thing. Yeah, her choker. Her like entire outfit was like reminiscence of like the eighties like. I, I like neo wave yeah. kind of neo for sure pink and shit. I, I I really love it. I think these two like they're such opposite, you know, attires. They're such opposite. A- like, absolutely. Looks. I think these two would just look so good like going against each other in like an actual like one on one that has some meaning. Maybe with the title. Maybe without. Absolutely. The title. I think but so I, too. I think it's a really cool dynamic, and I think you could really push something with these these two. I think so too. And what's funny is you look at somebody like Tiffany, and you're like, eh, you know, maybe she wouldn't have the intensity because she is that that right, pretty right. bubblegum dolled yeah. up. Yeah, and then she comes out, and you're like, holy shit, she did a. What did she do? Like a swanton off she the did top? She a swanton, I believe, onto Becky Lynch and crew. Um, <laughs> and crew. And it was, she just, it, she exhibited athleticism. She really did. That not many women coming into WWE, like fresh faces into the main roster, yeah. bring to the table. You wouldn't like, know that she just a couple weeks ago was just coming onto the roster. I mean, they even said it was like 30 days ago. She was making 400 people cheer in NXT, and now she's in Perth, Australia, popping 52,000 right. people. And she eliminated Naomi. Yeah. And, and, and l- let me tell you what, when Tiffany got eliminated, there was ooh, bullshit. This is bullshit chance. People were not happy. And I love that. I love that they have had the opportunity to push an individual like Tiffany Stratton that is an NXT, like build them up and make them into what they want. And mm-hmm. they really have done a great job with her. I can't wait to see what else we get from this. Just these, the interaction with the other five women, you could build so much with this. Yeah, and while we're we're uh, giving flowers to everybody, got to take a moment to speak on Bianca's behalf. She is just an absolute powerhouse. Came out oh, with like yeah. the Princess Leia vibes and just tore the house down. And that's the great Slave thing, Leia. Yeah, I think that's like the really good thing about what I loved about this match was like. Clearly, at the end, spoiler alert, Becky Lynch wins, obviously. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And, and I figured as much coming into this match that that's where it was going to go. Well, I mean, that's what you, you and I have been talking about. Yeah. That. Rhea and, Be- and Becky should have that WrestleMania moment. And they did. They did. And it came down to Liv Morgan and um, Becky, which I thought was appropriate for storyline-wise, right, who got- it could potentially come down to in the, in the WrestleMania match. Liv so it Morgan, made sense. Liv Morgan being a former tag team partner as well as... Rhea Ripley was the one that ended up injuring her right. when she was gone for those, what, nine months that she just returned from. So it did. It makes sense. You got Liv Morgan, the person that has history with Rhea that really wants to kind of get back at her. And then you've got Becky Lynch, who had that amazing promo a couple of weeks ago talking about, I think you're better than me. Right. And I need to prove that you're not. Yeah. And for me, it had to come down. It had to be oh, that WrestleMania that moment. Promo. It had to be Becky and Rhea for me. And the I was OK they with cut that. that promo. I was like, no, this is this yeah. has to happen. It this is the happen. Mania match right here. That's a WrestleMania moment. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, 
but again, no coming into the match knowing it was going to be more than likely Becky, I, I wasn't disappointed. Right. Because everybody fought like they all had an, a really good chance. And oh, yeah. again, we're giving out props. Everybody deserves props in this match. They all did a great job. Raquel has been dealing with some some personal uh, health issues. She dealt with like a flare up where she has basically like hives and like her body like attacks itself. She had a horrible like hive breakout yeah, while her, she was sure, doing her face this is match. All swollen while doing the match, but she, she killed it. She, she delivered. Absolutely delivered. She but I mean, what are, you, what are you going to do? Okay, so it says here that she was in for twenty five minutes. I mean. When you're at that level, though, that's incredible. When you're at that level, you've traveled this far. You have all of these expectations. The company is entrusting you and saying, "Hey, we want you to put this show on in such a big stage that right. everybody's eyes are going to be on this." And you look at it and you're like, "This is 25 minutes. I'm exactly. going to be miserable exactly. for 25 minutes." And I yep. guarantee, you, especially with how strong shit that girl is, right? 25 minutes of being miserable is not. Exactly. She's used to something yeah, like that. Yeah, make that she's flight worth it. She's making that, you know? that 25 minute run where she's pushing herself. Right. But, you know, this is this is like a true like testament to how much these individuals have to put into their into their art. Like she went out there swollen as hell, most likely in a an immense amount of pain oh, and uncomfortability absolutely. and delivered and actually like she pulled all the spots off and it was like nothing that double was power the bomb was intense. It was nuts. Like she really like even even beyond the idea that she had a flare up and she was dealing with all that. It like didn't she seem went like in it. There and just absolutely ruled ass. When yes. it was her time to shine, she came across as the powerhouse that she is. And I remember when we were watching it, I was begging that they weren't going to just give her a roll up and get her out of the ring. Right. They gave her that double power bomb. She tried pinning both Becky and then I think it was Liv Morgan. Yeah, I believe so. And then was then was knocked out by Bianca. It just the way that they let her out of that ring that they they got her out of the ring was great it, it put her up as like one of the strongest women on the roster but it also she gave, is it also made sense because she just did a double power bomb tried to do two pins and was caught off guard by bianca and right that's how she got put out right did not make her look weak at no. all no none of these nobody looked, looked weak. weak yeah this and again we said it before but this by far the women's elimination chamber match took like the top match out of the in the in all five matches set the bar high really high all right so here's my question for you was Seth Rollins wearing carbon fiber jinkos on the Grayson Waller effect? Oh, my effect? God. I, that whole segment. Oh, God. That whole segment. We could have done that with a promo on Raw. Yeah. Again. What? It was just 20-hour flight to have two of them talk to Grayson Waller, who, props to him, got a, an absolutely well, huge got, pop. He got, you know, he's his from home, his home country. From I the mean, Australia. Yeah, makes sense. From but the just, Australia? What? I mean, I, I get it. Like, Grayson Waller's from Australia. I'm so glad that he got his little, his little cheap pop and he went in. I would, I would have so much rather seen him in a meaningless tag team match in the pre-show than this stupid ass Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes. If, if you go back, 80% of the entire segment was their intros coming into the ring. And then it was like five or six minutes of them yapping about the stupidest shit. Austin Theory pulling off the worst rock impression I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. And then you had basically just Cody going, I challenge rock wherever, where, whenever. And one the on music one. Hits, and that, that's that's the segment. I like, just have to ask. I don't know if this is an obvious question that we all thought when he yes, said those that. Were carbon fiber jinkos to go back to your original Carbon question. fiber jinkos, man. Throwback. Um, if you couldn't fit your rollerblades in your pockets as a kid, you were losing. I, was not we a, had I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a fruit booter. <laughs> 
good God. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, nevertheless, Cody called out The Rock at Elimination Chamber for a right. one-on-one match. Why Dude, didn't they just have that one-on-one match at the Elimination Chamber? Because I don't think The Rock wanted to fly all the way to Australia. I mean, Austin Theory Rhodes. went there just to get... Uh, he sold it very well, but just to get... Uh, what do you get? A uh, curb stomp yeah. by Seth Rollins. Right. I just... Nah, I mean, what do you... But what do you... Okay, you have Cody Rhodes fights The Rock. Uh-huh. Are you going to have Cody Rhodes lose? Or are you going to have Cody Rhodes win? You'd have to have Cody Rhodes so win. So The Rock is going to fly all the way... To Perth, Australia. Yeah, just to get his jabroni ass. To get his, j- his jabroni ass. That's what <laughs> All he the cars, peacock. <laughs> um, I just, I, I, it feels lame. The whole segment felt you lame. You know, like, what are they going to do? They're either going to have it on, like, a random SmackDown or Raw, right. or they're going to have it night one, which seems really weird. Which too. is contradictory to the tag match that they're kind of pseudo pushing between Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes and right. the newly formed bloodline tag yeah. team of Rock it's like and Roman. Every time Cody says he wants something to do with The Rock, Seth has to just be like, "Well, I'll help you." I mean, when at one point does Triple H just step in and be like, "Who the fuck runs this company?" For real. You two idiots. But or why me? does Seth keep volunteering himself? Well, if you're going to go up against them, I'm on your side. Like, calm down, buddy. Cuz Seth this is, is going to double story. cross double cross Cody just like Perhaps. a redacted former UFC champion uh, and he's going to join the bloodline. Okay. It's going to be Seth Annoy. <laughs> That's going to be his new name. Seth F and Annoy. Just throw a, throw a, you know, some type of link on the family tree that connects Seth. And no, you don't have fine. to have links. Did you not see the it's family fine. tree? There's just like three families that are just not connected. A couple connected. leaves that fell off the They're tree. Like, I couldn't read it, but it says like <laughs> friend of the family or something like that. Yeah. I'm that, sorry, that but that doesn't make any sense. Jade Cott's a friend of the family, but I don't think if you put up he's my family. my family tree, he's 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 like <laughs> he's the going neighboring on the family tree. tree. He, he grew up in the same town that I grew it, grew up in, but I mean, he's in the same grove as my family tree. But we ain't like shaking roots underground. Yeah, I don't know I what's going like on with that that bloodline. I can't get that bloodline family tree was big. It really was. It was big, and there was missing like like a, like a good handful of people. Well, and a lot of the kids are just out of Well, there you don't too. want to put the kids' you know? names out there. You know, you got a you seven-year-old little girl, and she's up on WWE.com. <laughs> as, you know, damn well Twitter's going to tear that thing apart. Like, look at this seven-year-old. What a loser. Can't even win a match or some stupid shit. That's true. Shit. Look what they did to The Rock's other daughter. Oh, yeah. They made, they made her delete her Twitter because they were just Absolutely so awful. Stupid. Yo, IWC, calm the fuck down. I know. Like, why has everybody got everybody to be like, your dad's such a dick. You're a bitch. You should die. Like, what is this? I know. What world do we live in nowadays? You can't even have, like, heat on motherfuckers without them attacking your this family. Is, this is Maui. Like, calm down. I man. know, right? Maui, he, <laughs> Gave you everything. Chill out. But this whole segment, I like I said, I just you could have done it. I, I mean, I get why they did it. They, you know, they wanted to put butts in seats, so they're going to promote a Grayson Waller effect mm-hmm. with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Uh, they're going to have some like antics. Filler, it, you know? it really just felt like filler and something, so it could lead towards something. Um, are we gonna, <laughs> something to lead to something? Well, I mean, are we really going to see like you were talking about? Are we really going to see The Rock and Cody Rhodes go one on one, and it's not on a random SmackDown? Or There's no other be, chance. It, it's either that or it's you take up night one or you have The Rock that do double no duty on the same night and you have Cody do triple duty yeah. on WrestleMania weekend, which honestly would kind of go hand in hand with Cody Rhodes' work ethic. Sure. Like, I'm going to show up to a Hell in a Cell match with a bl- with a blown out peck. Right. I'm going to do I'm gonna do this and fight Roman Reigns knowing damn well I'm probably not going to win because the bloodline's a bunch of assholes. I don't I'm know. Gonna I don't feel good about it. I'm going to fight Roman Reigns in a tag match. I don't feel good about it. You know, I don't feel good about The Rock. 
Brock and Cody being like the main event of night one. That's just too much surrounding this one story when there's so much more to it. It feels like the participation trophy. If if for real. If Rock and Roman or Cody and Roman is the consolation prize and the other one's, you know, the first place prize, I feel like the uh Rock versus Cody is just the participation trophy we all get little league. 1000%. 1000%. If Jimmy versus Jay is not the main event so, of night 1, yeah. we riot. So again, if if that's the case then, why have this segment? I have absolutely no idea like i said it just felt like a waste of time yeah i felt like you could have had cody rhodes and seth rollins on there in this whole talk show segment and like i said i'm just i'm very skeptical about cody and roman i'm sorry cody and rock so unless that materializes within the next four weeks yeah it happens i mean you want to get me hyped on smackdown have have the rock who is the man behind the show Smackdown now. Hotel. Smackdown. Like, legit. That's it's, his it's show. It's really his show. Have, have Cody Smackdown. versus The Rock on SmackDown. That would be huge. I mean, of course But I feel would. like they're never, ever, ever going to do that. So I don't know in the slightest what to expect from this. Well, what we do know what to expect from is Drew McIntyre is going to WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre is going to WrestleMania, which, I mean, with the forward momentum that he's had over the last couple of weeks, yep. there's I believe that there should be no speculation as to whether Drew signed another contract after the amount of fireworks I have that happened feeling, after the match. I have a feeling that Drew and WWE might have come to terms with some sort of agreement, <laughs> yeah, I possibly. Agree. I mean, they probably <laughs> shot off more fireworks than i pay my mortgage in an entire year yeah. it was a lot of pyro like cody got a lot of cody mm-hmm. got a shitload of pyro he when did he too came out oh well, Rhea did as well, well i mean that makes sense Rhea, of course uh, we'll, we'll get to Rhea. like I, that's <laughs> the, my, my poor yeah. little heart um let's talk men's elimination chamber, men's elimination chamber match and again the elimination chamber is always an exciting match not my favorite personally i know it's a lot of other people's favorites i can get bored very easily these two, and we already talked about how over the women's match was. The men's match was right up there with it. And it just like the women's, they have a lot of storylines within the chamber and within the participants. You know, yeah, Ke- uh, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. Uh, we had a surprise entrance from AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, LA Knights just beefs with anybody and everybody. He particularly was kind of beefing with Drew McIntyre. They started off the match. Uh, but it was just a really good, solid match between everybody. You had... Nothing over the top and, like, ridiculous. Bobby Lashley looked like a monster in there. Kevin Owens looked like a maniac in there. Randy Orton literally looked like an action figure, like, with the like the plexiglass hitting him right. and, like, with the light. Like the like, plastic case on an action yeah, figure. Yeah, and, like, pivotal. Like, I don't know. He's at, like, his peak right now, Randy Orton. Dude, everybody. In the- incredible. I mean, AJ Styles, like, everybody for their age. Just, Logan like, Paul, like, I, I, hate, I hate, like... Bringing up Logan Paul, like he's just a phenomenal professional wrestler, but he's really, really like leaned into this. He looks good. He he's working wrestles hard. well. He, you know, the promos he cuts are, I feel like they're typical what you would expect from Logan Paul. Sure. But it's nothing more than that. It's exactly what you would expect from Logan Paul. They're like three quarters of a promo, one quarter of like social media posts out loud. Exactly. And I'm not really a big fan of Logan Paul's promos. I'm not a fan of Logan Paul, but. 
believe it or not, I'm actually going to give him credit here because I liked what he did with his time while he was waiting. He had a Sharpie and he was drawing like devil horns and like yelling at the crowd, like I'm the devil. And he drew drew, like this picture of like a really overweight Kevin Owens and was like, this is what he looks like. And I was like, you know what? He actually sat there and thought about like, how can I make this a social media moment while Sounds I'm like waiting. He really knows how to make a crowd angry. I was out. actually pretty impressed by it because you know Randy Orton standing there again, looking chiseled and just absolutely incredible. Bobby Lashley. I Randy mean, Orton looked like do he didn't I have hair in the world walking right? out there? He's like, I'm gonna do whatever like, I need to do. Look at Bobby Lashley. You think he's worried about anything? Like, look at Drew McIntyre. These guys are huge. I know. And Logan Paul took his time to like make people laugh. And I was like, you know what? That is absolutely incredible. I, I did enjoy that, although I really did not enjoy the ending. I'm oh. sure that's probably an overall just understanding. Now, let's just say, of course, everything's, you know, no disqualification. You can right. do anything. Obviously, AJ Styles came in. That's perfectly fine. Even right. though there was but like AJ five Styles reps. found refs. an opportunity when Bobby Lashley was having a hard yeah. time getting out of the ring. So many refs in there, but. AJ still got there, but Logan Paul had the brass knucks. He's like pumping himself up. It's like way zoomed in, and I'm like, this is really awkward. And then all of a sudden, you from, know, from out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah, you got the RKO, which was absolutely hilarious. Unfortunately, it turns around, and Randy Orton ends up losing because Logan Paul uses those brass knuckles on him. Uh, the only reason you're going to get get yeah. the uh, Viper to get knocked out by Logan Paul. Well, and it makes Randy Orton look good, too. After oh, you course. step away and look at it, you're like, okay, well, well Randy we Orton didn't Raquel. take the pin. Yeah, you it's know? the same thing as we're talking about Raquel. She didn't yeah. look weak. Randy looked, the, right. looked strong the he entire match the brass and then got to hit lose. with an unfortunate right. situation yep. that took him out. Right. I mean, it's it's the best way you can put somebody out without making him you exactly. know, look bad. And this helps Drew. This is going to be a good storyline with him and Seth. I think he's been on fire as a heel. And this just adds more fuel to Kevin Owens and Logan Paul, which is just, I think, inevitable at WrestleMania right. again at this point. Um, I don't see Logan walking out of that with the belt. I mean, I think at, it's just all publicity okay, stunt at, up at until this point, though, WrestleMania. At this point, though, right? Like when this first happened, when Logan Paul got signed to WWE and said it was a multi year deal. Yeah. Right? I think everybody it was a joke. We I were think all yeah, everybody initially were like, "This is this is laughable." What I were can't they thinking? They've you done know, this. What is this? Oh my god, ridiculous! And now that we're a year, year and a half, I don't really remember. I'm when not it even was, sure. I feel like. I'm not saying keep the belt on him, but there's a small part of me in my WWE fanboy of years and years of watching it. There's like a small part of me that wants him to stay in the WWE and to stay as a heel and just continue this tirade of being this social media annoying, you know, F boy bringing different fans in, you know. I mean, yeah, bringing uh, he's well, he's got millions of of TikTok followers or Instagram sure. followers, whatever social media, whatever he's social on. media he does. Um, I don't know. But you know what I mean? He brings a different, and I, you know, we're getting older, so it's kind of hard to remember this sometimes. Like, there's a different generation looking Ooh, at the WWE. a younger fan base too, right? And that's a 
the a really good way to bring that younger fan base yeah. to realize that oh this isn't just fake fighting this isn't just you know a bunch of sweaty men throwing each other around and grunting at each other right. pretending like it matters there's more to this there's, there's a lot of entertainment, entertainment. yeah right. there's a there's a value in sitting down and getting invested mm-hmm. in something like this it's a community almost once you get into right. it i don't think it's Some a bad suck, move but you know i don't think it's a bad move because i think logan paul has taken the time to, to train and I to, mean, yeah, to learn the art point. like you know? he's really put everything he needs to into he has. being the best he can and honest to sure. god like you said earlier you can't hate him he's been phenomenal no, no. is he gonna circle. go down as one of the top 20 best wrestlers ever god no no but he might go down as one of the top 20 celebrity wrestlers of all time like oh, honest yeah. to god you know him and bad bunny bad oh, for bunny sure. for me for sure absolutely incredible and then even that right there you now have somebody like logan paul and somebody like bad bunny one of your top artists of right of this modern day yeah and one of they your love top the sport. social media stars of this modern day sure they both love professional wrestling I mean, come on. You're trying to get Damian Priest as a face at some point, right? Oh, yeah. Have him tag up with Bad Bunny and have Logan Paul and The Miz fight each and have it in, you know, fucking Alaska. Talk I don't the know. Likes, right? But you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 impressive how at this point I'm not adverse to Logan Paul if he were to, re- if he were to, I mean, I'm sure he's going to defend his title at WrestleMania. Yeah. My assumption, I believe yours is as well, that it's going to be Kevin Owens. Of course. If he retains against Kevin Owens, it makes sense. Other than the idea that I think Kevin Owens needs a belt, he really deserves it. I get it. it. I yeah. understand why you would uh-huh. keep that belt on him because yep. it would be Dominic Mysterio Cheap style. Exactly. Cheap heat. And then I think Kevin Owens at that point, if he puts over Logan Paul like that, you got to put him in the world title match. Oh, you got to sure. put him in the world title picture. For like sure. he is world title quality, he is above that United States title. But if they give it to him at WrestleMania, I could see it as well. I would, I, I don't know. Logan Paul, I, my prediction is Logan Paul and fucking Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good either way. That's the thing is, is he's a performer. And again, like we said before, he loves the sport. And it's funny. We're, we'll talk about AEW real quick. When Mike Tyson, like they made a big deal about Mike Tyson doing that Orange Cassidy match. I don't even remember who he fought at this point. On commentary, I was like, this right. is so stupid. But believe it or not, I love that too because he loves the sport, and I think that's the important thing about Mike this. Tyson is, loves professional wrestling. Who would have thought? He knew so much about Orange Cassidy too. He did. I was he like, really wow, did. I was impressive. blown away. And I think that's the important thing here is when you take these celebrities that really love the sport, you can do something really cool with it. And as much as you and I hated Logan Paul, I, I you just cannot deny that he has brought something very good to the table. Did you notice though in the? Match like it wasn't that prevalent until the chamber match. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. That one like dark spot in the middle of the ring where like when if you watch it in LA Knight and and Drew McIntyre standing there, it looks like somebody is holding a sign directly in the light. (laughs) I don't know if they didn't realize it because they were just standing there probably during the day setting everything up and didn't notice it at nighttime. But yeah, there was just one dark spot that personally as just being a weird person say whatever you want i was so distracted by that it really was like i watched it you were still sleeping i woke up and i was watching the elimination the men's match and when that like when i first saw it, it's all i could stare at for the next what hour long that it was on like all i could stare at was this dark spot that whenever two guys were in the middle of the ring and again this only happened in the men elimination chamber match because the women's when that was going on it was still daylight so the shadows from the stage lights weren't as 
you know, noticeable. But it had to be the chamber because Naya and Rhea didn't have the same problem. There was no, yeah, and that's what I mean. It had to have been the chamber. It was like some accumulation some overcast. Of it was weird. All of these lights, all having the same shadow, like blind spot, and it all accumulated this dark spot. But the only problem was when two wrestlers weren't standing there, you couldn't see it. Like it was focused right on the same height as everybody's head. It was, I don't know. It was just one of those things I couldn't like stop watching it. And then when I rewatched it with you, I, it was 10 times worse. It was really bad. But props to the production team. I'm just giving props to everybody. Here's, here's your flowers. Here's your fake points. I'll just be Drew Carey for yeah. the night. Um, the shots that they got of the sun going down oh, the over Perth. With all oh the buildings, God, they had that bridge that was lit up, you know, with purple lighting. Wow. It was. They, they, you could tell they took the time to scout out spots to get camera shots that were just over the top and great for, you know. Absolutely breathtaking. It, it was amazing. That shot they had of the stadium, like you're talking about, the sun was setting. It was a bright orange sky. You could not have asked for a more gorgeous oh my sky. God. It and made it, me want to go to Australia. Buildings. You could see it. <laughs> it. It was just a phenomenal sight. Like Australia, like got to give you your props. The crowd for after thinking about like how long these these people had to wait in between matches yeah. like got to give the crowd the crowd their flowers as well for sure like they came they popped when they needed to you know the hometown heroes got like the above and beyond yep. pops that they needed Indie, like you Grayson, guys showed up Rhea. like got to yep. give you the golf clap here yes yes uh, but the scenery my god Breathing. i would i would just go down there just to see one one evening cuz it was gorgeous i know right just one of those sunsets uh speaking of Hometown, you know, heroes, uh, Rhea Ripley. Mommy. It's been seven years since she has returned. And I believe if I heard right, she is in the same city or right on, around the same city that she started training right. all those years ago. Uh, got one hell of a pop in her match against Nia Jax. Uh, I think everybody kind of figured she was walking away with that title. Yeah, she but better have. I Both of these women walked out there, obviously understanding that Rhea is going to take that title back Right. Home. Knowing that she's the hometown hero, knowing that Nia Jax is not the favorite, holy hell did she do a good job making it very apparent that she was a threat to that championship. Yes. That she was not a jobber, that she was not going to walk out there and have mommy just stomp all over her and hit her with every move that everybody wants to hit. For the first, like, ten minutes of that match, Rhea Ripley got thrown like a rag doll. And you don't see that with Rhea. No. Right now. Like no. It, it just but I gotta give these two their props. What a phenomenal match between the two of them for a what was it, a 15 minute match, knowing who's gonna win. It was just I, I gotta give Nia Jax credit. Like she really did a good job in this match. She really did. She was a great heel. She made everybody hate her. And it I think it's important to do that because then the, the crowd cheering for when she finally does win was great. Her with her family was awesome. And as soon as everything went off the air, she just lost it. Yeah, you there's, know, a, props there's to a video her of her keeping you it together. See, you could see she like shakes her head, like confirms, and then the tears just start yeah, flowing. So yeah. good for her. Glad, Glad she could she have a moment, a moment with her yeah. family. That's just so awesome. I mean, yeah, her family was right there ringside. They had, we were talking about the pyro before, the shots they had with both Drew, with Rhea, with anybody who won a match, the shots that they had with the pyro going off, like you can make promotional great. stuff with all that, with everything they took for months on end and never mm -hmm. have, never do it twice. The production they did in this was amazing. Elimination Chamber has been by far one of the most visually like 
pleasure. I don't know what to say pleasurable, but vi- sure. one of the most visually stimulating yes. premium live events, like bar that, none, close to WrestleMania. And that arena vibe is just so cool. The outside, you even said yeah. that outside arena vibe where you it's have the open with the with the covering, and it's just there is there is a something special about it. And this is what separates WWE from the rest of the press, for pro- sure. professional wrestling world is the production value, the right. amount of effort they put into these matches, into these pr- the premium live events. The and- shots that they have, you know, showing the op- future opponent in the background, right. the the future progression of the storyline. Right. And, and, you know, if we're going to talk about future progressions with storyline, we really have to say something about AEW. Uh, Tony Khan has just hired, and, and now I believe her name is Jennifer Pepperman. I'll double check that has just been confirmed to be all elite and she will be helping to make the storyline more cohesive with the everyday right, taping right. of they're sitting her directly dynamite next to Tony rampage Khan. collision so do yes. you think she's going to be sitting there just with a newspaper and when tony gets super excited about an idea that's not going to really work she's going to smack him on the nose and be like calm down somebody let's needs think. to do that i think <laughs> yeah, that's calm I down, think, let's think <laughs> i think that's what what this move is 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 there Bringing in somebody else that isn't Tony Khan, that isn't right. the little boy in his in his sandbox with all of his action figures, choosing the matches over and over again. I think somebody's sure. going to be like, okay, well, let's only play with these certain toys for right now. Let yes. these get some, you know, let them cool off for a little bit, and then we'll bring them back into the fold when we need them. Right. There needs to be some focus on important storylines, and I think right. I think they're there in some aspects, but I think they're really far behind in an, in another aspect too. I mean, and sometimes, uh, I'm sorry, real quick, I'm so uh, sometimes WWE will set up their storyline like ten weeks in advance, and you're like, oh my god, this it's is too so much. boring. This it's is too, too much. much. This is too much. But then AEW will set it up, and they're like, next week, it's you know Brian Danielson versus Jun Akiyami, and, and everybody's like, well, who the hell is that? That's the one. I thing about wwe is that 10 weeks at any point in that 10 weeks you can jump in and catch up with, with the storyline right. within an episode or two. right aew requires you to watch it on a week-to-week basis if you miss one episode of dynamite rampage or collision right you might miss that cohesive piece that points Sammy Guevara and Powerhouse well, Hobbs I mean, and no DQ match. That's what happened this week Because we forgot to, to watch Rampage and then we watched Collision and I was complaining about why is this happening and it, it, just one of those like that's the two different types of professional wrestling and we were just talking about the production value of WWE. It's the same idea as their storytelling. They look at it as we are trying to attract a casual fan that is walking by the storefront and you see the TV playing an interesting thing and within 15 seconds it'll hook you and make you want to walk into the store. AEW is that underground game store that has weird Dungeons and Dragons games that are playing like beyond fifth edition that's yeah. a homebrew and like, that hey, is only heard of on the internet. You don't know anything about know... 3.5? Yeah, and you know what I mean? You and can't it's... play with us then, you know? <laughs> it's two different monsters and it both is. of them are enjoyable both if are you good. keep up with one of them. And I've, I actually, you and I kind of got into an argument this week about you know, AEW and WWE. As sure. of lately, I have been leaning more towards WWE because now granted we're on the road to WrestleMania. We just came off of the Royal Rumble. We've got everything with the bloodline, the elimination chamber. We got mania, which is a two night thing. It's their biggest night. So they're putting everything they can into it. Um, I've been leaning towards WWE more so than AEW. Sure. I've been just not really wanting to watch the weekly episodes of AEW because as of right now, I'm just, I'm yearning for that storyline for that. I want to watch the next week to see what this person says. 
And not that AEW doesn't have that, no. but a- but WWE has an abundance of it. Sure. They have so much for me to pick from. And I can do, you know, it's been more enjoyable. Right. But I enjoy the professional wrestling aspect of AEW, the matches they put on. They had Danielson and, and Junakiyama this week. Right. And it was an amazing match. And it really was. And the idea related to Eddie Kingston. But if I was a casual fan and walked by and saw that, I would have no idea that this was just strictly to push Brian Danielson right. and Eddie Kingston at Revolution. Right. I'm just looking at Brian Danielson in this random professional wrestler that has a history in another promotion that I might mm-hmm. not know about. So to me, right. it's like, I don't DDT know what I'm Pro, watching. If you didn't know that, then you would know that, you right, know, right. If you so, didn't see his car, his, his, uh, card show up, you know, before he walked out and it had the DDT pro logo, right. maybe you, you wouldn't have no know idea. that, or Actually, maybe you, you don't even recognize the logo. I don't think you knew that because as soon as you saw it, you recognize the DDT pro logo. But I feel like that's going to be a good thing for AEW. And that's, I think the whole, that you always hear the criticisms, right. especially the Eric Bischoffs, yeah. the Dave Meltzers, the whoever. The cohesiveness is not necessarily right, right. The, the, the long-term storytelling. Story, storytelling just not. It's just not as prevalent in AEW as mm-hmm. it is in WWE. But see, I'm on the other other side of the story where I, exactly like you said, I'm into WWE, but I'm hooked on this Hangman Swerve and Smojo is just in there because right. storyline, and that's just I guess he, what he it he is. He just has the belt. That's yeah, no big deal. Like, yeah. Why is he in that match? There's a lot of storyline that hasn't happened yet. You know, clearly, clearly, the Dynamite after Revolution is going to have Mercedes Monet. The potential whoa, whoa, for Okada. Whoa. You don't know that. It hasn't we been, have Will Ospreay this week. Hasn't been officially announced yet. Yeah, there's a lot that hasn't happened yet, so there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I'm Okada, still waiting to see what's going to happen with Tony Storm and Mariah May's story. Yeah, Okada you know, and you know. Will Ospreay just finished up their final matches. Yeah, there's a lot NJPW. going on, especially since we are almost to my favorite pay-per-view of the year, AEW Revolution, and we're going to have to tell each other because we don't even know. No, we haven't discussed this yet. Discuss our hashtag CAW predictions if you haven't already done so. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. I will be that guy or X if you're cool at uh, CAW Wrestling Pod. We will yeah. also be doing our predictions on there, hopefully before the pay-per-view starts. And make sure you use hashtag CAW predictions and see if you can best Jamie and I. I know I'm still the reigning predictions <sighs> champion. I have the predictions cup. You can't best me. I've been. I don't even know. It's. It, I have been champion for so long. I am the Roman Reigns of coffee and wrestling. I don't even want to drink it out of that cup. Which, if you know and you listen to our podcast, we have a vintage WWF Dudley Boys coffee mug that we use as our championship it's belt. Un- it's important. It's big. It's, it's got a huge base. Like a the base is bigger than the coffee mug yeah. itself, which is nice. So when I my clumsy ass runs into it, I don't tip it over. Uh, and the the predictions champion for the first pot of coffee when we're recording this podcast, the loser has to actually go refill their coffee every time. Sure. I haven't enacted plus, that yet. Plus the bragging rights. And it's I mean, been a long time what it's really since I've been able to beat Mark with my prediction. So let's just go ahead, jump Usually right into it. Usually she just beats me on you know the normal way. Yeah, right. This is going to be a tough one. I think it took us a, quite a bit of time before we actually hit record on this podcast, on this episode of the podcast to think about what's going on here. There's a lot of progression. There's a lot of what could be the end of some stories here. And what better way to start off the predictions than by talking about the, the end of the biggest story. Whew, the tag team championships are up for grabs. Sting and Darby Allen will be defending against the EVPs, your EVPs. Not my EVPs. The Young Bucks. <laughs> now, I just want to remind everybody. This has fallen in line with exactly how I 
portrayed that it was going to pan out. And I know you were in agreement with me. That has got to be rubbing it in. Sting and Darby Allen. This is why I'm the, this is why I'm the CAW predictions champion. This, you can't best <laughs> You're really me. Good I at think it. of this You're shit. Really Tony Khan just like looks. I swear to God, he has like a link into my phone. I say shit. He's like, oh, that's a good idea. We use that. Sting and Darby Allen were going to win the AEW World Tag Team titles from Ricky and Big Bill. And then they were going to get challenged by the Young Bucks at Revolution. Right. And here we are. Here it's we are. Sting's final match, his retirement match. <clears throat> uh, real quick, just big fuck you to, F- or to WWE. If they don't allow any of the footage from Sting's career to be used, you can suck a nard. If you That, that is the Absolutely biggest pile ridiculous. of bullshit in the world. How are you going to put a man in the Hall of Fame and then be like, well, we don't want you to use any of your stuff. Eat a dick. I'm excited for this match. This is going to be a gnarly match. This is huge for me personally because as a as a little stinger, you know, stinger. this is crazy. Like being three years old when I lived with my real dad, this is like what we used to watch was WCW. Like it's crazy for me to be able to finally have this. He's having this moment where this is it. I mean, this is sting. all these years it's later. Sting. Yeah, it's huge. This where they're having a- it. It's huge. It's really cool that they're letting him have his moment. What is going to happen here, though? I don't know, because the thing with Sting, like, I was never a WCW head back in the day. I didn't really watch it a lot. Yeah. But I knew. Like, I knew the man with the face paint and the baseball bat. When he showed Everybody, up, for sure. it was over. Some like, there was nothing Sting. you could do. Everybody knew about him. Like, I, there was, like, universally through WCW, WWF, you just knew Sting was that dude that you did not want him on your bad side. Uh-huh. And I eventually started watching Sting when he joined the NWO. He did the double cross. It was just so good. And now to see him wrestle the way he has now where it feels like he's even more active and more daring with his moves now at 60-something years old. Right. I don't know what to expect. We see him jump, get slammed through tables by Sammy Guevara. He's jumped off of tables onto Butch. He's been hit with chairs, baseball bats. Uh, Like, he's done cinematic matches. And this is his last match. He he launched Darby Allen over a house (laughs) or a, a trailer. Like... And this well, is his last match. This is his last hurrah. This is like, I I don't know what to expect. But and then, there's one more thing that you have to add to this. Ric Flair went to woo! the Young Bucks. I know. They still haven't touched on that yet. I mean. Brandon Cutler said that uh, reports are saying <laughs> that Ric Flair left with a smile on his face after talking <laughs> to the Young Bucks. So. Yeah, he would know. I he mean, he is know. a reliable source. Yes, indeed. He is a reliable source. So I don't know what that's going to have to do with the the ending of this match. Um, but it's huge. It you really know? is. This really is the end for Sting. Um, but I don't understand how they could win this match and retain said tag team championships when Sting will no longer be able to perform I mean, you do in the, the company. Classic, you do the classic. He wins and then he, you know, they both relinquish the titles. At the end of the match, right? Like, it's the only way you can do it. Or Darby's like, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a, a partner. Team Nobody partner. want to be my friend. Uh, but I'm staying I, out in the van. I don't think we're going to need to worry about that, though. I don't think we're going to need to worry about that. I Young also Bucks are walking away with these. Do belts. not think. Yeah, yeah. There's no way they're not walking with the amount of heat. They're EVPs. They're leaning into everything that everybody says right. they are, and you're going to tell me they're not going to take the titles like they they like, need to. The, the IWC, to. like I can't believe that the Young Bucks actually took that match from Sting and made him yep. lose his last match in his hometown. And da, 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 da. I'm yes. so ready for it. Yes, I'm so ready for it. 
Young Bucks it? are totally winning this Isn't match. that the important thing, you know? You that put I'm over ready the, for it? You put right. over the next batch of talent, right? Yeah, the next batch of talent. It's going to be so <laughs> the good. The EVPs. It's going to be so good. The ride's going to be fun for sure, but I, I'm sure it's going to be a special moment. I don't even know. They could actually make that the main event justifiably. No way. No, no, way. no, no not chance. over the three-way. ever if If they didn't have this girl come in... And take over the whole storyline thing. I'm sure Tony Khan would have done it, but she's probably going to have him on a very short leash. <laughs> back down, back forward. down. <laughs> up next, we have the AEW International Championship up for grabs. Orange Cassidy will be taking on one of my n- newer favorite professional wrestlers, Roderick Strong. I love I'm Roddy. sure the United, not the United Kingdom, the Undisputed Kingdom will be there as well. Uh, I, I'm going to throw this one at you. Because okay. this is the one one this is the one match yeah, you that even with right now I'm still having a hard time figuring out who I'm gonna go with. The only reason I'm picking who I'm picking, the only reason, I just don't see it going over really well with Roddy getting the belt right now. Okay. So I'm going with Orange. I, that that's the only thing I have. I don't know if somebody as big and as over as Orange Cassidy should lose right now to Roddy. And I don't think that Matt, Mike, or Roddy have done anything wrong since they've done all this with the devil and everything they like that. They haven't, no. I don't think they've done anything wrong. I, I think, think they're unfortunately, all just victims of circumstance. Yeah, they're victims of Adam Cole being hurt and right. the storyline kind of having a halt. Right. Um, but I don't think Roddy's okay. got the hype to have that championship, especially over somebody like Orange, who's just... He def- just defended it in a Texas death match the other day. Like, not that Roddy couldn't fight like that, you, but well, that was that was before he also defended it in a seven man match in Progress Wrestling, right? Unexpectedly, yeah. This man is an absolute iron, ho- like an, uh, an absolute powerhouse. He defends it all over the place, Everywhere. And, and constantly. Like we've talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it last year. He defended his title like what four times more than roman reigns did and yeah it was ridiculous six to eight months he's still like killing it he goes out there every night he just he just injects himself into these matches right now here's my here's my issue this is why i'm being have some reserves over this is just like how you said that you don't think it's going to go over too well if roddy wins there's a part of me that kind of is looking at it in that aspect thinking that's perfect like they're a heel faction sure you're not supposed to like it and not that orange could use a new storyline, but I could see Orange doing something more than just the international defenses. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love it. I think it's a great, you know, shtick for it. Sure, this is his second title run with it, and it's now reached a point to where if he was to lose that title, it would make sense, mm-hmm. and you can have him start building towards something better than the intercontinental yeah, title. Yeah, and he built up that title. Like, he made it something that was really important. And not right. that it wasn't before, but because he was constantly defending it and doing such a great job defending it, right. this belt has such a pedestal, you know, right. underneath it. So, yeah, it could be the next best thing for Orange Cassidy. I just I just don't personally think it's here. So you're going I, with Roddy? No, I'm not going with Roddy. I'm going with Orange Cassidy. Okay. I just have my reservations because, like I said, with... You have Matt Taven and uh, Mike Bennett. I'd said that backwards. Uh, you have no. Them. You said it right. I Matt Taven, right. Mike Bennett. I you do have it them too. as the ROH, ROH uh, tag team titles. Right. I could see another belt within the Undisputed Kingdom. 
that was what they hinted at months ago when this all first started was and that they were going I mean. off like, their belts I, I you know i see that happening mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be mad at that happening no I roddy's like we're fantastic. talking about storyline i feel like that would be kind of good for that faction to get a boost to be like okay maybe right. we're not just a joke group that has you know we're playing dress up for a while with adam cole yeah and for then sure just kind of result you know well i think maybe that's something that jen might be helping to work on is right. what can we do with roddy what storyline can we do how can we make this more important right and get off the the next strong and the draft print and stuff like that you know they were so funny like you wanted to like them even though you knew that there was a potential of them back and then as soon as they did this Adam devil Cole. thing it just was like it just turned the tides on him in not a good way right but they got I, the worst feud of the year was adam cole versus the devil what a shame or i'm too. sorry a, uh, mjf versus the devil huge build up and just not the greatest but no i've got to go with orange cassie on this one I, I i think i gotta go with my boy the sloth king head of the table better than roman <laughs> All day, Agreed. every day. I, I got. I'm sorry. I, like oh. no joke. Oh, that's a hot take. But yeah. I, that is Agreed. not a hot take. <laughs> Look at the stats. Look <laughs> no, at the stats no. and tell me I'm I am, wrong. I am right there with Orange you. Orange Cassidy all day. I am right there with you. Okay, so then the one that I actually struggled with and went back and forth multiple times was Will Osprey versus Kanosuke Takeshita. Okay. <sighs> I gotta go with Will. That like, was my gut. That was my gut. Takeshita has had a good run. And mm-hmm. he's gotten one over on everybody so many times. And then have Will Ospreay come into AEW. I think he needs the win to put him on the level that AEW wants him to be on. I think that they're going to do the opposite. Take a card right out of WWE's page. And you're going to think that Will Ospreay is going to win. Because, I mean, come on. This is his first All Elite match. Well, I mean, he's supposed to fight this week on, on Dynamite. But this is like his first big match as being all elite. Right. Of course, Will Ospreay is going to win, but it's Don Callis and T- Kanosuke Takeshita. I feel like they're just going to backstab Will, which is good because he needs to put some distance between him and the Callis family. 100%. 1,000%. I think a lot of them do. So you're going Takeshita. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kanosuke. Bonus point. Yeah. What's the probability that Okada is going to show up? At Revolution? At this match. Very high. Because he has a history with Takesha. Very high. And obviously he has a history with Will Ospreay. Sure. What are the chances that he is going to be on Ospreay's side? Thus making more sense why he would divide from Don Gallo's family. Right. Right. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I feel like bonus point. Gotta make sense. I think Okada's showing up. I'm listening for change. If not at Revolution, it's going to be at at the singles match. I think it's going to happen before the match starts. I think you're going to have... Takeshita come out with Don Callis' family. You're going to have Will Ospreay come out, and then you're going to hear the fucking change drop, and Okada's just going to be on the side, and it's going to be nuts. Okay. I, that's, that's, I love that's it. My, that's my CAW prediction. That's fun. All right. The Continental Crown Championship is on the line when Eddie Kingston takes on that clam digger Brian Danielson. <laughs> Nick, Nigel. <laughs> He's got to be coming back. Like, Nigel, he's been talking. All in. Before I even get to my predictions. All in, baby. Nigel's got to be coming back. He's yeah. been talking so much shit for, like, yeah. two years. But they've had, like, interactions between each other for 20, you know, know back no, in ROH. I understand that. And that's what I mean. Like, he's yeah. just nonstop. Like, if I'm, it's not all in, it's got to be Supercard of Honor or something, oh you know? Because it's, it's Brian's be last year. It's got to be something. Like, it just... 
The clam digger kills me every time he comes out with t-shirts with the clam digger. (laughs) He's constantly riding Danielson's ass about everything he does. And I forget it every time, too. So every time he says it, I'm just like laughing hysterically for no reason. So good. That goddamn clam digger. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Yeah. Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson. If you even have to ask me what I think is going to happen here. Or who's going to win? I, I I don't know if you have been listening to to me in the past. Okay, like so year. I hope we're on the same page saying Eddie Kingston's definitely uh, going to keep He's this. definitely going to win. I mean, how's he going to go through all of that with that, that championship tournament match that they had? All those matches where oh, he, yeah. was cu- he was behind, he wasn't going to win. He comes up, he's victorious, and then he's going to lose to Beats Brian in his last year? No way. Beats the odds. No way. No way. Eddie's going over. He's keeping that Continental Classic. Brian's gonna start questioning his capabilities. It's yeah. last year, and he we, just gave over. He just gave his title to uh, Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, about but being the best, best technical wrestler. You know, I just that one hundred percent. No, Eddie needs to hold on to it for a while and defend it across multiple promotions. Yes. that's what the whole intention of this was, and he needs to continue with that and be the person that defends it. And, and like Orange did with the international championship, bring this, you know, like some relevancy and some importance to that championship. So yeah. Eddie's Going Eddie all day. Gotta win this one. Well, you're talking the Continental Classic. Daniel Garcia had a hell of a time yes. getting his first win against Brody King in that entire thing. Yeah. Which nobody thought he was going to do. Uh, which then, because of that, accumulated to where Eddie Kingston was able to get in the position he was to win this whole thing. Daniel Garcia is going to have a chance against Christian Cage of the Patriarchy in order for, to get that TNT championship. What do you think? I'm excited. I personally think there's no way Christian Cage and Adam Copeland's story is over. They've oh, got no. more to that, and I don't think, I think that they need. Yeah, but I don't think they need a, a title, a, a, a title to right. fight over. They can fight over anything. Anything could happen you, between them. They don't need that. I think you know? if you leave the title in the picture. It dilutes the the match. Yeah, because now it's more the than just the story. Yeah. So much more important than the, the title. The story. Everybody's talking about stories. Yeah, lately. everybody's well, got stories you know to finish. What? And that's definitely that's a long. This look. is Daniel Garcia's year. You've been saying 1, that one thousand percent, and what a great way to put rockets on his back and just go to the moon. Give him that belt. Yeah, 100%. give him a TNT championship. Give him that belt. It's going to Daniel Garcia. I think Christian's done a great job, but he doesn't need He's the title. He's done a title. phenomenal job. But he doesn't need a title. No, the title is irrelevant on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. It is just a bragging point for him. And even exactly. then, it has been barely a bragging point for him because he's been... I agree. The daddy thing. Oh my God, everybody he talks wow, to, wow, the shit wow. he talks. So good. So good. I mean, even the idea that he brought up Daniel Garcia's Dead father. Yes. Where he's buried. Right. He said then, like a, a an address for his dad, and if you looked it up on Google, it was an was address for, for a cemetery. That oh, was, was his for mother? his mother. Both of his parents are dead. It's awful. He only he said how disappointed your mother would be, and then brought up your dead father. Like you've got to be. Not only did he take the dead dad into a into accommodation, but he lumped in the dead mother. All in the same thing without even right. acknowledging that she had and passed. And there's your justification for why this story already makes sense. It was so good. Is there a bunch of storyline with it? No. And here, and I think there's a lot of questions here that we need to circle back and I don't even know if it was ever explained. 
why did Adam get thrown out of this? Why is it automatically to Daniel Garcia? I think because they technically is the number one contender. He gets that shot. Right. I believe so. Even though they both didn't they win. Both... And I'm pretty sure they said Adam was the number one contender. So a little bit confusing here. Not sure. The yeah. only thing I can think is because Adam's not stupid. Neither is obviously Christian. They probably looked at the story and realized this wasn't the time to end that story. Let's do something for Daniel. Right. Let's put Danny over. Let's let him get this belt. It's more important for him to have that strap right now than anybody. Right. He, super young talent who's going to be like legendary in the next right, 10 years. Right. And let Christian and Adam well, have their Christian, own story. Oh, I'm sorry. Plus, uh, Adam Copeland's had his shot at that title recently. Right. Whereas Daniel right. Garcia has not. Exactly. So, so maybe they it's... don't, again, need that title to right, have that right. match. So we're both in agreement. Daniel Garcia is going to walk away with a TNT title. Yes, absolutely. I think so. Uh, but the match that has my interest a little peak. Now, if you've listened to us for, enough, for long enough, you know I'm a fan of Big Meaty Men. Oh, slapping meat. They're really appealing to us on this I'm, one. <laughs> I'm, you know, I am, I am married to my beautiful wife. I have no problem with, with anybody who enjoys the male physique. I myself can appreciate the male physique is for somebody who goes to the gym and can look at individuals and be like, God damn, that is a good looking man. Sure. Um, meat madness. Meat madness. I don't know what that means. Meat madness. Now on. <laughs> Cage match. It's only ha- it only has Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Lance Archer, which I don't know meat. where Lance Archer That's came a lot from, of meat. but I'm not mad at it. I like Lance Archer. Um, Me too. But on the wiki that we end up, you know, looking at because it's just easy to digest. Murder, murder. It also has versus TBA. So and again, sure. card is always subject to change. Yeah. Uh, we had Carol kind of had to call out sick this week, and right. uh, Lady Frost stepped in for her, which was all which is good to see her. Oh, you think um, Lady Frost will be in it? No, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Sweet. Um, no, that's more of like a Taya Valkyrie or yeah. you know Jordan some Grace. Meat, yeah, that, we need some it's meat. meat. <laughs> um, but we could possibly have another individual. We got a Brian Cage could fit in real well. Okay. I know Paul White's fits great. A little bit broken, but Paul White could fit in there mm-hmm. well. Um, there's you got both Bear and uh, Bronson, not Reed. Uh, oh, I wish. Oh, I know, Bronson right? would be great in this but match. Big man Maybe meat big slapping Bill. meat. I mean, he's big man. Big Bill, yeah. I mean, there's a lot the of meat big, that could be in bro. here. Uh, who do you think's going? I mean, with with well, the three that's announced, Waldo, yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs, and Lance sure. Archer, who do you think's walking away with this? And God knows what the the, the stipulation of what happens yeah. when you're the meatiest man of, and the, did of this, AEW. Did this take over the ladder match that they do every year? The, like, the grass, I, the grass I always ring. look forward to, yeah, who's going to win the Sonic ring? But they haven't, it might, you know what, that might be it. There might just be a fucking year supply of steak hanging above the, oh. the ladder instead of a brass ring. Oh, wow, like a, like a gift card to Outback Steakhouse or something? A gift card to bodybuilding.com? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, who do I think is going to win this? Okay, who do I want to or who do I think? I mean, this is predictions. You you say whoever you think is going to win the match. If you want it to be who you want it to be, then that's fine, too. I, I'm just loving the forward progression. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, I'm not just what I think is going to happen. a big, huge, like, gigantic fan of Powerhouse Hobbs. I, I just want to see him do everything, win everything, and have, like, an opportunity to go for Samoa Joe's title. Like, down the line totally gonna happen i i I feel like and here we go back to the what is it the undisputed kingdom uh i feel like they're pushing wardlow to win this i I really liked that promo he did the other day i was i was half and half with it okay i I thought okay i thought it was right up his character but there was as soon as he walked in the ring he was screaming Mm mm-hmm 
And I understand what he was trying to do. He was trying to come very, like, uh, aggressive right Right, right. as soon as he starts speaking. But it felt unnatural to me. It felt like walking into a room. And you've been there where your boss just walks into a room and just starts yelling. Like, just starts getting on people's asses. Of course. I worked for Walmart. Where did this come from? Right. (laughs) Um, and uh, yeah, and I understand what they were trying to do. understand what he was trying to do. Mm -hmm. It didn't really translate too well for me. Understandable because this is new. Yeah. No, for war. He's not the best on the mic. So sure. I think he's got some, uh, finessing he needs to do to get better at it. Absolutely. With that being said, I'm going with the world on this one. I am too. Now the most recently confirmed match is the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, that being John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli taking on FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler. I feel like there's going to be more to it than just a simple tag match. They're talking about, you know, no time limits and right. that's below us and right. Claudio walking twenty miles. I don't know. I feel like there's <laughs> there's more to it than that, but I'm sure we're gonna have a no DQ Iron Man double elimination tornado tag steel cage first blood and submission I quit match. It's gonna be something ridiculous. Yeah, it's something, gonna be something, something BCC ridiculous. FDR uh, not afraid to go that extra mile. BCC no. definitely not afraid to hit somebody with the entire no. mile of whatever Especially they got John in front and of Claudio. Um, yeah, so I, I'm sure this week we'll find some stipulations. We've also got the pre-show that we'll have probably three to four more matches on there. So we're going to see some know. extra stuff this week. Right. Uh, I got to go with BCC on this one, though. Ooh, we're just going the same route. This I, is bad. You know, At least we got disagreeing on one. Right. My gut was like, oh, FTR. But then I was like, hold on. Think about the story here. Like right. any type of situation like this, BCC is always victorious. Um. I don't really know what's going on with Cash and like his charges too. Don't need right. to be that guy and talk about real life as well. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel like if the FTR versus BCC match happens before the Brian Danielson Eddie Kingston match and BCC wins, then I feel like it's going to give everybody the impression like, oh, they already won. Right. You know, Brian's going to win too. It's going to feel like maybe Brian's going to win. Clean and it's going to feel, BCC. yeah, it's going to feel even better when Eddie does win it. So. Kind of oh, feels like be, that might happen. It's going to feel great when Eddie wins it. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with with Claudio and Mox getting going over on FTR. Uh, FTR, I feel like has cooled off a little bit in the past yeah, few months. Yeah, they have. Uh, not anything against them, but they've just kind of not been on TV nearly as much. Well, um, I mean, that's really CM Punk with him being yeah. Off they of lost collision. a lot of steam yeah. when CM Punk when he got removed from the programming. Right. Um. So maybe this is an opportunity for them to kind of take a step back, recollect, and then get thrown back into it. Probably a good idea. And become the the seven-star FTR that we've always known and loved. Yeah, grown to love them. Especially this is supposed to be their, like, last contract as professional wrestlers. Right, they've got, what, three years or something left? Dax said something, and I don't know what Cash's plans are. Um, They said they make all their decisions together, so... Got to be, got to appreciate the the love and support that they have for each other. But yeah, I think stepping away for a little bit would be a good thing, and uh, get, let them build up some more momentum. And come yeah, right back at it. Plus, there's some tag teams that you know a couple members have been out for a little bit. You know, private party. They need some work. They need some push. They need yep, some. They just came some back. time on the mic. You know, you've got top flight. Same thing. You just have one of the brothers back. Right. They're getting their momentum back. So the tag team division, I guess, could use like a refresh, and this would be a good time to be able to do that. Now, unfortunately, so far, there is only one women's match, although it 
be triumphant. Timeless Tony Storm is taking on Deanna Perrazzo for the AW Women's Championship. Right. Uh, Tony Storm and Mariah May have been running this Timeless Tony Storm character for months now. I uh, love it. Mariah it's one of my May favorite has things. Been participating in matches and really yearning for Tony Storm's uh, input or using her moves just, as finishers, yep, you know, yep. trying to get her attention. I love it. And then you have Deanna Perrazzo, who has a history with Tony Storm. Right. Uh, she just came out of her TNA uh, tenure. Probably a good time, maybe. <laughs> uh, and she's, you know, they had that that wet ink segment. I love that. And where Tony pseudo kind of like a, a, a altered her tattoo that she has matching with Deanna Perrazzo. So there's more than just. AEW storyline because we want to have this match put together and this is kind of this kind of plays into that uh, what we were talking about how you can't be a casual fan and understand like the gravity of the storyline between Deanna Perrazzo and Tony Storm right because they really had more than just a few like matches with one another or just beef with each other it, they They've they were kind of each other. ride or dies. They, I mean, yeah. those matching tattoos aren't just for ha No, they said they slept in dojos together, like right, training right. in Japan. Right, so they have a lot of history. And yeah, this is, they do. This is an opportunity that AEW could take and explain a little bit more of why these two mm-hmm. are feuding immediately yep. as soon as Deanna comes in. They showed some pictures when they were doing the wet ink segment, you know, some but old very, pictures very, of them. Very quickly, though. Not yep. a lot of explanation is gotta, what they are. Got to lean into that a little bit more. Kind of reminds me of uh, when they were setting up a feud between Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. And I, I don't know if I'm just hopeful, but I feel like this might be her time to come back after whatever happens at the Hader's end of that up. match. Yeah. Jamie Hayter is going to say, uh, hey, Tony. Hey, bitch. You put me out for this long. I want my title back. I want you know, back because so it's got to end up being Mercedes versus Jamie Hayter at all in this year. Oh, it's good. Oh, didn't get it amazing. last year. So hopefully we'll get that th- this year. But oh, hopefully we'll also get at least one more women's match. I was kind of hoping maybe like Sky Blue versus uh, Chris Statlander, but that's slated for collision this week. Yeah, collision this week. So I, I mean, don't you know. got Willow; got she's in time. the mix as well, and they're trying. Mm-hmm. To, they're building up something with that. I don't know what. Yeah, and Stokely. Um, yeah, and St- Stokely has. I, I don't know what they're really doing with it. Um, I love me some Chris Statlander and, and Willow, and I mean Sky Blue too. Uh, it's unfortunate Julia Hart got hurt. I'm sure she was going to have something to do with right, Revolution with right. the TBS Championship. Uh, so who knows? She might she might show up there, but it may not be in a match capacity. Yeah. But hopefully we'll see some more women's matches put on. Uh, it's been very critical lately of women's wrestling, and AEW has been one of the ones that have been really under fire for it. Yeah. And with WWE do better on, on this one, Tony putting on a premium live event with three out of the five matches being yeah. women's were matches. the women shown on that pay-per-view just a couple days ago in elimination chamber yeah oh yeah Tony need to step up his game and throw up a really good women's match because it's not like they don't have the talent here well this is gonna be one hell of a women's match I can yeah, tell you that much for sure what's your pick for this match I feel like it's just one of those things it's not even based on this storyline in any capacity the only thing that makes sense to me is that Tony retains. I don't think her story is over yet. I still think she no. has a lot to tell with with her gimmick, with the whole timeless gimmick. But I don't really think it's a good look to have somebody come in and be a star like Deanna Perrazzo and win the first time she faces her. 
Okay. You know, I don't really think that's a good idea, but I'm really, really, really worried it's going to be like a tie of Valkyrie she just when she buried. faced Jade and yep. you just couldn't do anything with her after. And I love Ty of Valkyrie. Oh, yeah. It's not that you can't do anything, but the story just was weird because you, you just sunk her. You the carpet from underneath her. And you just, just sunk her. It feels like she falls flat and yeah. there's nothing you can do about So there's got to be a way that like Tony wins, but Deanna still looks really good at the end. And there's there's ways of storytelling. Mariah there's May, ways Luther. to do it. You know, there's a hundred different ways. I, I got exactly. I got to go with Jamie Tony Storm. Hater. I got to go with Tony Storm. <laughs> uh, I, I I agree with you. I don't think we're done with timeless Tony Storm, and I think once uh, we are, no, I'm not done. We are gonna see a broken Tony Storm. Yeah. Because that was like the big thing with her character was who am I? Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not how I, you know who I was before. Right. I, I need to be different. I need to change things. Right. And she changed into timeless Tony Storm, and I think. Much like how we have a, a broken Matt Hardy lurking out somewhere, yes. I think we have a broken Tony Storm coming on the horizon when Jamie Hayter comes back, when Mercedes Monet de- debuts, uh, when whatever happens happens. Like I think, but I think for right now, Tony Storm's holding that belt. All right, so that brings us down to the three-way match for the AEW World Championship between the current champion Samoa Joe, Hangman Adam Page, and Swerve Strickland. Now. They played a little bit into an angle, and I, we still don't know. What do we know? We're just people that go on internet. Twitter and do the same things that you guys all do. But, what are you talking uh, about? Everything I spout is fact. <laughs> okay. I have never been wrong about <laughs> anything. Um, if you watched Dynamite and saw anything about Hangman Adam Page, it looked like he could have potentially hurt his ankle. I heard it exploded. It shattered. His tricep is torn off the bone. Wait, no, I'm looking at the report of CM Punk. Never mind. Wrong person. Um, that he could have been potentially hurt. Some people are saying it's just part of the angle. Uh, maybe he's going to potentially take the pin, and that's how that's that's why um, the three of them are going for the AEW World Championship. And it's been interesting because Samojo hasn't really defended it just that one time against Hook. I right. mean, but it's kind of funny because it's almost been that match was almost better for Hook than it has been for Samojo because. It really elevated Hook's career, even though it hasn't really it done really do, anything. It didn't do much for Joe. I mean, not that Joe needs Joe. the push over Hook, you know, but it did. It felt like that entire match was strictly to establish Hook as a potential threat of that championship. Yeah, absolutely so. Or so, that caliber, at least. Yeah. So do they continue with Samoa Joe having this title, or do you think Swerve or Hangman has a chance at possibly winning this? Now, I mean, obviously, Hangman has had this championship before. Right. So, um, well, with the news and the angle that they kind of threw uh, with a Hangman and his ankle, uh, there's rumors obviously going around saying that he might be dealing with a family issue that might uh, make him not available for that match, which okay. if there is, right. I really, you know, we all hope that it works out for him. If for you're sure. missing, missing a title match at the, you know, your company's biggest pay-per-view, I mean, that's got to be pretty severe family issue. Yeah, so hopefully absolutely. everything family goes well first. with him. Um, but regardless, even if that wasn't a thing, even if they didn't run that angle, I, I don't think Joe's going to continue on with this title. I think he won that title. I think he's, I, I think it's been great the short run it is, but I think it's time to give Swerve that title. It feels transitional. Like it really did. Just, just the run that Samoa Joe has had. He hasn't I don't see, I don't done like a lot with that it. word on this one. Yeah. I you understand know, that's what you're bad. saying. It's definitely a person that was able to take it off of, of MJF, that it's, it made sense. 
uh, that could then bring it to another person. And I know that's, that's literally that's the definition. exactly what I said. No, no, I understand that. I understand <laughs> that. But what I'm saying is I don't like calling it a transitional yeah, championship because thing. I feel like Joe isn't a transitional champion. Yeah. I think he's just the vessel in order to do it. But I feel like this was a way to give Joe another world title, even if it may be shorter than most, but to really put him out there and be like, yo, Joe's just as badass as he's always been, whether he's in WWE, TNA, or AEW. Doesn't matter. Um, But I think that much like a transitional champion, it's easily taken off of his shoulders and put onto Swerve's shoulders, and I think that's where it's going to go. I still do think that Hangman deserves another run. I don't think that I even understood the potential that hangman had with that belt where you say you know things didn't necessarily work for you that didn't necessarily 100 percent settle in with me was right. hangman being that champ i maybe heel hangman would be a better champ i don't know i Moustache think there's something hangman yeah i still think there's something there but man that is put us at the exact same predictions i also think it's just a great time to put this belt on Swerve. I mean, he's deserved it for so long. Oh, yeah. And the absolutely. people have demanded it for so long, and I think it would be silly not to put it on. Yeah, for sure. Me being one of those people that's been demanding it this entire <laughs> right, time. I right, right. He, he You were is, so disappointed when that match happened he, and Swerve didn't win. Yeah, because like he is the perfect person to put the championship belt on. Right. He can wrestle above and beyond phenomenally well. Right. He's... Just one of the best when it comes to microphone skills. Oh, without a doubt. When he walks out, thanks to Prince Nana, his entrance is so over. People know his theme song. People know the words. I know the words because I'm always uh, tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that is the right person to put this belt on that you can look at AEW and say, this is the person that's the top dog in AEW. Right. And feel good about it being oh. Swerve. Right. Your, your WWE reject that came over to AEW and they gave him a place to shine. I mean, look, Samoa Joe. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Twice over. <laughs> Same thing. Here you go. Here's your platform. You deserve it. Yeah. Swerve all the way. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our AEW Revolution predictions. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. If you haven't already followed us on all social media platforms, we are at CAW Wrestling Pod. My personal X is at A Bacon Party. And you can follow Mark at Gunk Dudley. Start your week off right every Monday with a fresh episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Normally posted at 4 a.m. Uh, next week, it's going to be a little bit different. With Revolution being late Sunday night, we're going to watch that. And then Monday afternoon, we will finish the recording and put it out. Uh, So it'll be a little bit later than normal. But make sure you keep your eye out Monday for a new episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you in the next episode.